Yo, welcome, welcome. This is They Matter Podcast, where we are beyond the GOAT conversation. They Matter Podcast spotlights certain sports figures and sports moments and discuss their importance both historically and how they relate back to us in our current social space. My name is Peter, and I'm your host. And without any further ado, let's jump right into this. Our featured athlete for today, born February 17th, 1963, in Brooklyn, New York. Shout out, Brooklyn. Um, He played three years of college ball at North Carolina. He played 15 seasons in the National Basketball Association, also known as the NBA, for the Chicago Bulls, and sadly, toward the end, with the Washington Wizards. He is the fifth highest scoring NBA player by total career regular season points. He's won six NBA championship um, and also had time to try baseball for a little bit. Today, we're going to talk about the legendary Michael Jordan. Let's go. As mentioned, Michael Jordan was born in 1963. So here's 30 seconds of history from 1963. January 14th, George Wallace becomes governor of Alabama. And in his inaugural speech, he defiantly proclaimed segregation now, segregation tomorrow, segregation forever. This is also the same guy that um, tried to stop integration um, within the schools. January 28th. Um, Harvey Grant enters Clemson University in South Carolina. South Carolina was the last um, school to try to stop integration from happening. March 21st, Alcatraz closes the door for the last time, and then the, la- the remaining 27 prisoners are transferred elsewhere. And May 1, Coca-Cola Company debuts first Diet Coke. All right, and that was your 36 of history. So one of my favorite things that I like to do is the intro um, and talking about either that person or the event and, you know, things around that. And so with most athletes, you know, you talk about their accomplishments and different things that happened in their life. And with Jordan, I mean, this whole episode could have been just me naming out the different accolades that he's um, received throughout his career both basketball and just his career as an executive. And so that was really just difficult picking which one to do. And so that's what that's that's who Michael is. So to talk about Michael Jordan, we have to go back to, you know, the ultimate motivation in terms of how we are introduced to Michael Jordan. Right. Which is that he starts up as a sophomore trying out for the basketball team. He does not make it. Um, because at 5'11", apparently he just wasn't tall enough to be on the team. And there was only one other sophomore in that season that made the varsity squad. And so he is really motivated by this. And as you, and you know, for folks that know Michael, like he, he hold grudges, right? Like that's his thing is to hold grudges. And so he uses this as motivation. And so he comes back. The following year, and he obviously makes a team. Um, he goes on to play for um, North Carolina, um, being a part of a team that won a championship there, and then eventually being picked up as the third pick into um, the National Basketball Association 
um, with for the Chicago Bulls. And this is where things really heat up, right? Because, I mean, coming out of college, I mean, number three is nice, but, like, no one saw that this was going to be Michael. And so he comes out and immediately started making an impact. Within a year or two, he's leading the league in scoring and whatnot. And so it just happened really quickly. And, you know, then that leads on to the whole building a, a championship team around him, and ultimately he wins three championship, take a quick break, go play baseball, come back, win another three, retire, unretire, and, and whatnot. And so now we look at Michael, who is the owner of the Charlotte Bobcats and still one of the most recognizable, recognizable um, figure in the league and in the world. And so that's Michael. But I want to dive a little deeper into the ultimate impact that Michael makes into this league and in, just in sports in general. Living in the world that we live in now, um, we are constantly trying to compare things. And so it's whether it's talking about LeBron versus Michael or just anything else, we are constantly trying to make a storyline out of things. And so, and I've done this. You know, I made a whole episode about who the GOAT is, so I'm guilty of this as well. But um, ultimately, I don't think that conversation is even worth anything because ultimately, when you look at the numbers and you just look at it from pure basketball alone, it's not an argument. Like, LeBron is clearly the better player, right? Clearly. But here's where I will um, show hand is that I don't care, like, whatever LeBron ever does in his life. He could win five more championships at this age and show the whole world that he's the best player in the world. But he's no Michael. And what I mean by that is that Michael just holds a special place in people's heart and has really marketed himself really well to the point where regardless of what anyone ever do on the basketball floor, Michael's always going to be the goat in the aspect that he, you're not going to be able to pass him in people's heart. And you're not going to be able to pass him in terms of marketing. Like what he's done and how he's done it has is so entrenched within our culture and within our in sports in general that it's not possible. Right. And so I want to talk about that um, and just break some of those things down. The Jordan brand represents more than Michael. Like, it's beyond who he is. Um, like, if you know me, I'm not really the shoe guy. Like, it's not my thing. I don't really believe in spending hundreds of dollars on something that I'm be stepping on the ground on. So, like, this, this is personal philosophy. But I recognize that the rest of the world care about those things. And when it comes to Jordan, people line up for hours and days just to get the new the new Jordans, right? And he's gone beyond just, oh, I have my own pair of shoes. He has his own, the Jordan brand, which we, 
like last I checked, there's over 21 active NBA players that are represented by or that represents the Jordan brand. Like high top players, like you're talking about Jimmy Butler, Chris Paul, Blake Griffin, Russell Westbrook, Carmelo Anthony, like big, big folks. Um, and then when you go to just like in, in other ways, they're also sponsors like other sports, right? Like that's something like LeBron cannot do. So when you talk about the Jordan brand, like they're, they're represented in the MLB, NFL, NASCAR, WNBA, soccer teams. And so the way in which the Jordan brand has worked, it's just unmatched. It's not like LeBron cannot do that. Kevin Durant cannot do that. Magic could not do that. And so in terms of just marketing and what products he put out, that's something that's going to be unmatched. And that has nothing to do with the game itself. I think people that also grew up in the 90s, um, especially in the early 90s and obviously toward the late, late 90s, like I think the 90s um, have just such a special place in people's heart, especially people of color, because that's when so many of us saw um, us represented in media, right? Like through all the different battles that African-American folks had to deal with, Obviously, in the 60s and the 70s and whatnot, the 90s is when we finally started seeing the fruit of some of those labors. Um, some of our, the greatest black shows are still, I mean, was still made in the 90s. When you're talking about Living Single, you're talking about Living Matters, Sister Sister, Marisha, um, The Proud Family, Wayne Brothers, Jamie Foxx Show, The Steve Harvey Show. Keenan and Kel, smart guy, like all of those shows that so many of us kind of relate to, those all happened in the 90s, right? And during those time, the biggest thing happening in sports was those three-peats that the Bulls were going through. And so you have, like, you know, obviously the early 90s one, and then you have the later 90s one. But that was the biggest thing in sport. And so when you think about seeing the blooming of black culture, um, and then in sports, the biggest thing happening is the Bulls and Michael Jordan. And then you add that to the fact that there was limited, um, there was limited social media, right? And so a lot of folks would only see what was happening on television. And so what was happening on television is you're seeing this incredible team just go through um, this ridiculous dynasty. And its star was the kind of star that we love and we still do love, which is a scorer. Someone that could just take over games and just score, right? And not to say he didn't play defense, because he did, but he was the show because he was right up, up front there. He didn't mind being up front there. And their team was winning. And we all know that people love winners, right? I could even remember a few years back when, I think it was 2016, when the Warriors were just, like, destroying things and um, staff and them folks were new, I guess, to the American people or to the average consumer, that folks started seeing, like, staff scoring all, like, 
all the points and shooting the way he was shooting, people were just like, oh, yeah, he's better than LeBron now. He's better than LeBron. And it wasn't until they played each other in the finals when people were like, oh, okay, all right, we, 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 were, we were messing around. That's ridiculous. This guy's not better, right? But, like, he, he was there, and he, was, he has been shown that every single time you turn on the TV, his team and him were right then and there, and they were fighting for it. And so that really entrenched into young people's mind. And obviously, even, like, the older folks that were sitting around, like, this is our this is our guy, right? This this is the winning team. This is our winning guy, and look at him. Like they are just dominating, and he is dominating, and that has really really fed into the um, the Michael Jordan narrative. And I mean, he deserved it. I mean, he was there and he won. And ultimately, you can't blame a man for being a champion and being a man of the people at the time, right? So as we were sitting here now, I mean, we look at folks that that were even born in the later 90s that didn't even really see um, Michael Jordan go through all those, um, you know, three-peats and the championships and all those years. Like, for example, we have um, Donovan Mitchell, who plays for the Jazz. The, the number he wears on the court, it's not 23. It's not the one where, you know, most people that are inspired by, by um, Michael wears. He wears 45. You know why he wears 45? Because Michael Jordan wore 45 when he was trying out baseball. Yes. This dude who's a pro in the league wears number 45 in honor of Michael Jordan, but his baseball number. And I don't know how many of you guys could remember this, but like that, that baseball thing didn't really play out very well for Jordan. But Donovan Mitchell out here rocking the 45 every single day to show honor for that. And so this all brings me back to this past week where LeBron passes Michael on the all-time scoring list. Um, and so now LeBron sits fourth on that list and Jordan is fifth, is fifth. And after he accomplishes his goal, they're talking to LeBron um, in the locker room and He's just very, very emotional, right? He's sitting there talking about how, like, what Michael meant to him, almost like a mythical um, creature. And he was saying, like, it was almost like the first time he met Michael, it was like meeting God or meeting Jesus, right? Because, like, he just never envisioned that. And LeBron is someone that was born in 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 the early 80s. And so when Michael was doing all those things, LeBron was like a young um, kid without a father that was watching this. And he almost like, it sounded like he almost like, um, in a weird way, like looked at Michael almost like a father figure. And I think that's really powerful. Like this grown man now who has his own kids, has his own family, has done it all the right way, is looking at the guy who he's chasing in terms of statistics and in terms of just accolades. But he's sitting there talking about the love and appreciation that he has for Michael in terms of just like what he meant to him growing up. And I think a lot of folks that kind of grew up in that era, you have that. 
And so you have a young inner city kids who, if they don't have um like, a, like a father figure, you look at this, you look at sports, and sports inspire us, as we all know. And they are being like, okay, cool. Like, if I dress like Michael, I try to play like Michael, maybe I could be Michael. And so then you have a whole generation of kids who want that. You look at Kobe, who had designed his whole... Um, his whole playing style to Michael and that like he wanted so badly to be Michael that he turned his whole game to mirror what Michael's game was. And that's one of those impact that, I mean, we, that'll just go on forever. And so that's one way that it just, it shows how powerful sports is, but mostly how powerful like uh, Michael's legacy has been and will continue to be. So as I've already mentioned, obviously I, I absolutely think LeBron is like a better player and um, mostly just because I think he's a altogether better player, right? Um, and I highly doubt there's going to be a time in which that's going to be recognized. Um, just in terms of, I believe Michael's impact and Michael's aroma has just—it's going to continue on for I, I don't know how long. And for someone who doesn't really speak much, and for someone who doesn't really allow us into his life, I think it's really powerful in the ways in which he's had—he's had. He's had impacted the game he's impacted the market and he's just impacted other sports and so as we sit here in 2019 like i think every time i hear a conversation talking about goat it's always it always turns to be an emotional conversation to which it's completely fair right and i think after hearing how lebron talks about michael it really put everything in perspective for me. Because every time I talked about it, I wanted to be like, well, look at this number, look at this number, look at this number. Whereas if you have someone who meant that much to you in different ways, and you have someone like Michael, whose brand is everywhere. He has his, he has his hands on everything that's happening, right? Like if you are a basketball player who have your company is sponsored, like it's it's being sponsored in the in the you know baseball in NASCAR, in in basketball in colleges in just everywhere in football, like that's something that's ridiculous, and that's something that's not going to be easily passed by, right? And I think in terms of just this, it being basketball means just that much more. Because oftentimes basketball players have their make their biggest impact on basketball. Like LeBron's major impact is on basketball. Durant's major impact is on basketball. Jordan's major impact is in sports. And I think that's why Michael was so important in the sports world. And that's why Michael Jordan matters.
Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Day Matter Podcast. I try to do this twice a week. Um, if you like what you hear, please give us a comment or a review on um, iTunes. All right. Thank you. Peace. Peace.